Thanks for tuning into the Passion Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Nate Schaefer, and I am excited you're here. Well, we are currently in a series titled Being a Disciple, and last week we talked about sharing God's story. How do we share God's story? This week we're talking about your assurance of salvation. Now, are you sure you're saved? Well, I pray today as you listen to this message, you will become sure of your salvation. So be blessed as you listen. So last week we talked about telling God's story. I don't know if you remember, and if you were listening online, I apologize. After we recorded it and put it up, I realized no one can see what I'm writing on the whiteboard. (laughs) All you can hear is the (laughs) sound, and that's pretty much it. But if you have your books, I don't have mine in front of me, but your life group books, all of that is in there. And if you would like me to show that to you, you're more than welcome after service to come find me, and I can show you what I was really drawing. So I would, be, I would love to show you that. But last week, talk, we talked about sharing God's story. And also in your life groups this week, this last week, you continued that conversation and practiced sharing God's story. And I, I just want to tell you, last night at life groups uh, study, uh, we, you know, we break out in groups of two to share God's story, practice it. So the person that's sharing God's story is just there to share with the other person, and the person that's just listening, is tr- they want to critique what they're saying, make sure they take out all the Christian jargon. So we sound plain and simple. So when we're talking to somebody that doesn't know Jesus, we make sense. Um, uh, so anyways, I was, I was doing my side, and, you know, doing the God story with a guy, and then on, you know, I finished, and it was great, felt really good, then he switched to me, and I just want to tell you, last night, we kind of did a role-playing thing, which, you know, at first is like, okay, you know, I guess we could do this, but it was so powerful, so he's like, okay, let's, let's role-play, and I just want to share this, because I think this is super powerful, and this is what it's all about, all right, this is what we should be doing, but he said, right, let's role-play, I said, okay, he goes, hey, so, Nate, you seem upset. What's going on? And, and so he's trying to intro, intro the, the three circles. That's what we talked about last week. And I said, yeah, I'm just kind of upset, you know. And I started to open up in my fake life, you know, my just like acting. Well, you know, I've got a beautiful wife. I've got amazing kids. I've got an amazing job. I've got everything that I could ever want, which let's be real that when we're sharing God's story with people, it's easy for us to think that, you know, everybody's a drug addict and an alcoholic, and that's the people we're reaching. But, you know, the people that have everything or think they have everything are the people that we're probably going to reach the most because they're the people that surround us. I mean, when we go downtown and we go to specific areas, yes, we hit the drug addicts and we hit the alcoholics. But the reality is your neighbor, they're paying their bills. You know, for the most part, you, you, you would think they're paying their bills. If they've got a nice car. They've got it going on. Everything in their life is good, so they don't needed as much as the guy that's literally lost everything, you know, in their minds, right? So, so I, was trying to, I was trying to role play in a way that was more common to us as we go to work and, you know, in those situations to make it a little more tough because it's easy to talk to the people that have nothing because it's just like they're searching, right? But the people that have, have it all, that have everything they need, they're not searching. They think they have it. So, he, he, you know, I, I was sharing this stuff and he just started to write, write down everything on the three circles. And it was just so powerful. And at the end, I seriously almost like started crying because I, I was so blown away at how well it was presented to me that it made me want to accept Jesus again. <laughs> I mean, it was just that powerful to me. 
you know, and that is what it's about. It's, it's not about having this perfect circle or perfect three circles and having this robotic message down. It's about the heart of it. And so last night I got to see the heart come out. It's the heart for the lost and the unsaved. And we all should carry that heart. Amen? All right, so what was the expected outcome from last week? Well, last week was every disciple maker will make disciples by telling God's story. So sharing God's story uses the method called three circles. Like I said, if you would like to know that and have me write it out for you, or I can even print it potentially and get it to you, please see me after service. The application from last week was to practice the three circles, that, that method, and to go share your story and go share God's story. So when he was working with me last night, he incorporated his story in with mine, relating to my brokenness. And I thought that was so powerful. All right, so this week, this week, we are going into your assurance of salvation. That is the message title for this week, your assurance of salvation. So if you all just want to read this with me on the screen, if you want to pull up the expected outcome for this week, I just want to read this together. I think it's important that we read this together. So the expected outcome. You ready? Here we go. Every disciple maker will stand firm in the assurance of their salvation and help others do the same. Let's just do it one more time. Every disciple maker will stand firm in the assurance of their salvation and help others do the same. So the first part of this message is the path to eternal life through Jesus. We must not forget that the result of sin is relational separation from God. However, we have been given the gift of eternal life in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Romans 6.23. If you, if you have your Bibles, uh, you may open them to Romans 6.23. If you don't have your Bibles, we have it on the screen. Or if you have an iPhone or a phone and you have a Bible app, you're going to use that as well. So Romans 6. 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Yes, exactly. Amen. Amen. Sorry, Matt. We've got to correct myself on that. Amen but it's the gift of eternal life that he has given us. Praise the Lord. But people try many ways to earn this gift. Maybe we all have tried various ways to earn this gift. Works. That's a big one. Well, if I just do good, if I do enough good, then I'm in. The only way to earn this gift is by receiving salvation, by asking him to be Lord over your life and believing it in your heart. Amen? Amen? It'll be a long time before I correct that. <laughs> Amen? No, but it's true. I, I, I try to be better at home and when I'm talking about it. So anyways, people have tried many ways. I know I have. There are two points I want to talk about, though, here. Salvation is a gift of grace, not a reward for our works, but we must not forget that works, faith without works is dead. So we can't forget that God does value our works as believers, but it is not our ticket to salvation. 
So salvation is God's gift of grace, not a reward for our works, but we must not forget that faith without works is dead. Number two, God draws us to himself through Christ's death and resurrection. I do not draw people to God. God draws people to himself. He might use us in the process, but it's all him. Amen? Oh, that's so good. So I'm just going to, we're going to fly through these verses today. There's a ton of Bible verses here I have. But uh, if you, if you want to try to keep up, you know, and turn with me in the Bible, or just, just look at the screen, that's fine. There's just a lot here to cover. So Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. By grace through faith. And you he made alive. You were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, this spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead and our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ, Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. First Peter 3.18, Christ's suffering for ours. For Christ also suffered once for our sins, and the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. First John five eleven through thirteen. First John five eleven through thirteen. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and that this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Amen. Yes, John 5, 24. John 5, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into what? Life. Life. John 10, 29. John 10, 29. My Father who has given them to me is greater, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Yes. <laughs> we should be rejoicing like crazy here. This is the truth of the Word of God being spoken today. 
This is not my idea. This isn't my preference. This is literally the word of God that I'm speaking, so we should have so much joy over this. John 17, 1 through 3. John 17, 1 through 3. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Jude 24, 25, glory to God. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. Romans 8, 16 through 17. Romans 8, 16 through 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. In order to receive the glorification, we just might have to suffer. I know that's not what we want to hear. But to receive the glorification, we may suffer. And in fact, not just maybe, we will suffer. That may not be physical persecution, but it may be other things. And I'm not going to stand on this whole idea that, oh, well, you know, persecution's coming to America and that's just it and it's going to be here tomorrow. I don't know that for sure. God could have much grace with America as much as he wants to stop that from coming. And we can pray that he keeps that from coming. We can pray for that. But it's all up to God whether or not he does this, right? And I don't believe he's, I don't actually believe he's done this yet. Because I believe if he's done this yet, well, we wouldn't experience him like we are. Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you that we cannot be separated if we believe and we are filled with your Holy Spirit. So how can you be sure of your salvation? Well, I think we just read about that, didn't we? (laughs) So what's the way of salvation? Faith in Christ Jesus to forgive our sins equals what? Salvation. Has Jesus died for you? The answer should be a resounding yes. Now, I hope and pray that we get to a point that this would be a resounding yes, because I can't answer for you. But have you placed your trust him in him to forgive your sins. Now, the word is trust, not love. They're very different. 
I can love someone, but I may not trust them. And we do an awful lot of loving Jesus, but do we trust him that he has forgiven us? Do we trust him that we have been set free? Do we trust him that he actually did go to the cross so we have eternal life? Do we trust him? But I love you, God, but do I trust him? But God, I do all these things for you, but do you trust me? That's the question. It's easy for us to love, but it's harder for us to trust. Amen? Amen. So if you have trusted Jesus to be your Savior and Lord, then you have received eternal life. That doesn't mean we sit idly. That doesn't mean, well, now, like we've talked about the last couple weeks, that we get into our comfy chair or we continue in the hospice mentality in church that we come here, we get saved, we have eternal life, and now we just get comfortable until the day we die. That's not what God is talking about. He's saying that you can rejoice in the fact that you have eternal life, but don't stop there. Find joy in the fact that you can share that with others. So what does Jesus promise to those who follow him? If you want to turn with me to John 10, 28. John 10, 28. The scripture is somehow Jesus promises eternal life to those who follow him. John 10, 28. It says, and I give them eternal life that they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch snatch them out of my hand. Praise you, God. That's so good. So eternal life does not only mean that we will live forever. It means living with God now in his kingdom. So as we go through life as Christians, let's not just view this idea that, well, I'm living with him for eternity, but we have to get into the kingdom mentality now. Right? It should never stop at just salvation. And that's it. Amen? We continue to work out our faith. We continue in our excitement and our joy for the Lord to share with others what we would say is the good news. Because it is good news. It's, it's beyond good news. As a result, we are able to live a life of holiness, kindness, love, peace, joy, strength, and forever enjoy the fellowship and the blessings of God. We also live to bless bless others, and tell them about the wonderful love of Jesus. That's the goal. That we enjoy the blessings, but it's not just because we got saved, but it's because we go and share the good news and we're obedient to his truth and to his word. Then we receive the blessings. So your response. Do you know if you've even received eternal life? I know this is... These are three things right here, and this is something that you might be struggling with today. Maybe, maybe you're here and you say, ah, I've become a follower of Christ. I know that I have. Or, or maybe you're here today and you say, I haven't become a follower of Christ. I, I have not accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I have not given up my 
self for him. Or maybe today you're saying, I just don't know. I still don't know. I think it'd be hard to not know after what we've just talked about. But sometimes we struggle with knowing. So your identity is the next part. You want to turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5, 17? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Not some, what does it say? All. Turn to your neighbor and say, all things have become new. Now turn to your other neighbor that you didn't want to turn to and say, all things have become new. (laughs) Oh, that's great. It eases my tension, right? So the person who is in Christ, Christ's follower, will naturally be changed. Amen? These desires, experiences, and changes in our lifestyle are the result of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. He confirms that we belong to God. Like I've said time and time again, just coming and saying, well, I believe in Jesus, I accept you into my heart, that not-so-good terminology, that he actually physically comes in. No, we've received the Holy Spirit. But, Lord, I, I accept you as Lord and Savior over my life. Okay, great, and then I go on with my life, but I don't actually truly follow him. I think it's uh, hard-pressed to believe whether or not we truly accepted him. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've said it for several weeks, that there's no way, I just don't believe there is a... There's any way that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with the world. I just don't think it's possible. It's not. So if you're truly filled with the Holy Spirit, things will change in your life. You know, they will know us by our love, but also by our fruits. And remember I said that love is a fruit of the Spirit. So in order to bear love, we have to bear the fruits of Spirit, which means we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? So as we read earlier, Romans 16, or 8, 16 through 17, I'm just going to read it again. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, powerful, that's powerful, Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Praise the Lord. So next time you sin, you risk losing your salvation. You risk losing your salvation. I know some churches teach that. Well, if you sin, then you've lost it. And that's a very conditional God that we would be serving, right? Right? I don't believe that. In fact, John 17, 9 says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. This means Jesus forgave all our sins regardless of when they are committed. If we are followers of Jesus and you sin, you still have your salvation. This is not a free ticket to sin. Let's not misunderstand this idea 
that when we come to Jesus, we now have grace and mercy so we can continue our lifestyle, we have to change. But I can tell you, you know, my years of struggle with pornography and sexual addictions, yes, I've been healed and set free, but I'm still tempted. So it doesn't just all go away. It's just not some magical thing that happens and all of a sudden now, for some, that does happen. I know people that have been alcoholics and they come to know Jesus and boom, never again have they struggled. That can happen, but I, I believe that we are still tempted and we still will struggle with the world, but we just know who we can turn to and that we need to be continually turning to him so we can be stronger because of him. Amen? So the application, the application for today is don't live your life staring through the review mirror. Don't live your life because I'm telling you, you're going to get in an accident. Don't look at your past and just dwell in your past. Know if you believe in Jesus that though that is a past now, God has turned your past into a testimony. So now you have the past is not something that you go, oh, ah, ah, but you can go, Praise you, Lord Jesus, because I think I activated Siri on my phone. I totally did, and it started playing Bruno Mars. That's very odd. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Here, I'm going to turn my phone off. Wow. <laughs> yes, I've never had that happen. Siri's getting more and more, like, attentive, I feel like. And that, isn't that scary? Yeah, it is a little bit. Let's not get too crazy with the conspiracies and all that. <laughs> so don't live your life looking through the roof of your mirror. Don't just focus on your past. Focus on where God has taken you, but know that he's redeemed you from your past, and you can use that now to speak into people's life. Amen. Just like we talked about last week and the week before, sharing your story and sharing God's story is all a part of where you've come, where they've come, and where God takes you and how he's redeemed you and set you free. The end result is that we are in eternity with him. And thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins and my struggles, Lord Jesus, so I can have life with you, life abundant, as the word says. And then we need to count it all joy that that the Lord has saved us. Amen? We count it all joy. And and I know it's hard. It's hard sometimes to wake up in the morning and be joyful. I know it's hard to go to work and deal with the stresses of your job or, or maybe in your marriage or maybe in just life in general, whatever it is, and to find joy. But I'm telling you, if we seek the Father and if we continue to press into him, he will give us a joy that we have never experienced. And it will surpass any circumstances. Isn't that right? So you, you know, it doesn't mean like when you're at a funeral and we, we say, well, yeah, yes, we carry the joy of the Lord, that... We're like jumping and hooting and hollering and excited at a funeral. It's just we're at peace with the Father. And if we're at peace with him, we'll be at peace here. So focus on this to get this right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you got a ton out of this message. Be sure to check back on our website for the most recent sermons posted. Also, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Passion Church QC and be sure and hit the like button. We'll have a blessed week and I hope to see you on Sunday.